This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Hi, hello. How's it going? Oh, all right. Busy week? Uh, just been catching up on some, some web content. <sighs> it's a struggle and a battle from the womb to the tomb, isn't it? Yeah. Um, There's just so much of it. <laughs> look, uh, I drained my web the other day and got up the next morning and she was overflowing again Mm. so yes the content just keeps piling up and we just keep adding to it Mm. the detrius of the web oh no we're part of the problem we are we are if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem so dear listener don't start up a podcast of your own you're just filling up the detrius of the web um, we've got a movie to watch tonight. Yep. Um, a movie that was bought solely on the whim of the fact that I uh, was already well familiar with a number of tracks from, from the soundtrack. Right. Uh, the soundtrack was written, uh, composed by Vangelis, mm-hmm. a famous... Uh, Italian or Greek? Famous Mm. composer um, who uh, does big concerts or did big concerts. I'm not sure how much concerting he does these days. He must be getting on in years. Um, But uh, quite famous soundtrack-wise for films such as Chariots of Fire and Blade Runner. And Thomas has got some info. Uh, Greek. He's uh, Greek. 76. I knew as soon as I said Italian that I was wrong, and that's why I said Greek. Mm. And he's 76. He's ancient. Mm. <laughs> so I don't think he's touring too much these days, although um, Paul McCartney must be pretty close to, to that. <laughs> oh. oh, and how many other names can I think of that will keep Thomas on his screen-tapping toes here? It's so often that you come across something and you're like, oh, that, that's been out for longer than I thought it was, or, oh, that hasn't been out for nearly as long as I thought it was. Yeah. Paul 77. There we go. So that, that is quite bizarre. But, uh, yeah, Vangelis, I actually came across him. He did a piece of music on the wonderful Carl Sagan series of Cosmos. Um, There's a piece of music of his that nobody could tell me what it was down in the the backwaters of the world here in Tasmania until somebody contacted somebody else in the ABC department and put me onto a... They couldn't get me the soundtrack to Cosmos, but... They identified the composer and also directed me to the album Heaven and Hell, 
right. which the, this particular piece was from. And I fell in love with his music and was glad uh, that the soundtrack to Cosmos wasn't available because he only composed one piece, I believe, um, of the soundtrack. And there was other good music in it. But um, it allowed me to hear a whole album of Vangelis and, yeah, my experience with him and with John, and I can't remember his last name, but the lead singer from Yes has done a number of collaborations with him. And, uh, yeah, a bit quirky and, yeah. Anderson. Anderson. I knew... I knew I would come up with it sooner or later. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, we digress. We haven't even mentioned what the film is. Thomas, can you tell us what the movie is? The Bounty. A swashbuckling adventure where a bunch of pirates go looking for treasure and fight over it. Mm. And... And half of the description is self-congratulatory. And has absolutely nothing to do with treasure. Well, not in a, uh, a gold frankincense and myrrh. Uh, <laughs> okay, Thomas, would you read us the plot as we ramble on here and make no sense? Anthony Hopkins stars as William Bly a real-life sea captain who, in 1787, steered the bounty on a 27,000-mile voyage into danger, chaos and madness. After 31 days of battling severe sea squalls and Bly's ever-increasing cruelty, the weary crew is relieved to finally land on a remote island. But soon, their tyrannical captain wants to sail again, and the desperate men turned first mate Fletcher Christian, played by Mel Gibson, to help take the ship by force, or die trying. So, mutinous activities on board the good ship Bounty. Mm. Quite a bit of maritime history happening in this film, and uh, but I have never seen it. And... Uh, also, my education is somewhat lacking in the events, other than the fact that uh, we do have some repopulation of certain islands by certain crew and... Oh, spoilers. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of interesting things about this case. The first one is um, that it's using the, the old-style classification logos. I was wondering whether Thomas would pick that up. Uh, I was going to say, Thomas, would you read the classification and the reason why it received that? Um, but but there isn't one here. It, no. It just says parental guidance recommended for persons under 15 years. Yep. Um, yes, that is the pre-requiring uh, a reason for getting the rating. rating. Mm. Uh, the the other interesting thing about this case is that it is not wrapped. It is not wrapped, um, and I believe the reason for that was to uh, for me to check out a bit of the music. Right. Um, interestingly, I do apologise for any noise in the background. Uh, Coco is loco at the moment. Mm. So. Here in the Deranged Cat Studios. Here in Deranged Cat Studios. Yes. Um, 
Uh, yes, so I think that's that's what happened here. I believe I have read that uh, the Blu-ray version of the Bounty does have an isolated soundtrack, right? And I don't believe the DVD version does. But uh, no, yes, it it did used to be a bit of a trend with DVDs as well, where uh, you could have an isolated soundtrack. Uh, you could watch the film without any dialogue, just the soundtrack, no sound effects. It, the, the, the back of the case lists as special features the trailer and the film itself. Excellent. So, so bonus content. We're only watching bonus content tonight. All right. Well, let's just get into it. Would you be so kind as to open the case and pop the dvd out and we'll put it into the machine and watch it and decide whether the bounty stays on the shelf or gets abandoned and left on an island to rot we'll catch you on the flip side turn to side b scurvy rascal I was looking up some cast members because there was some familiar faces mm. in there. and the, the one note I took was, oh, hey, Dexter Fletcher. Indeed, Dexter Fletcher. And then I saw another character who looked like an older version of Dexter Fletcher. Right. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, it, they could be brothers. Well, guess what? Are they brothers? They were brothers, indeed. Um, and in doing so, looking at uh, the IMDb page, the description for the film, fed up with their captain's harsh discipline, a sailing ship's crew decides to take action. Mm. That, yep. <laughs> that, uh, that's a, certainly a shorter way of telling the story. Mm. Um. Yeah, and quite a story it was. Hmm. That description, I feel, misses some nuance. Uh, uh, <laughs> not really? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, look, I hinted uh, that, you know, I, I, had, I was not being entirely truthful about the treasure hunting or the finding mm. of treasure, but in a way there was treasure being found and coveted mm. and, um, yeah. But uh, what nuances were missing in that description? Well, it fails to place some of the blame for the behaviour on the crew because there is some to be put there. Very much so, yes. Yes. Um, They were not a very disciplined crew, which the captain was correct in in stating. Um, However... Yeah, look, that I thought that was really well portrayed. That 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 conflict of who was in the wrong, mm. and it was ambiguous in a lot of circumstances. Mm. Uh, you know, chick, chicken or the egg? What came first? Really, um, certain the the situations that arose were handled uh, in a lot of ways very poorly. Mm. Um, it was very much a domino effect. Uh, yes. Yes. Were you at all familiar with the story? I was not familiar with the story. Okay. Um, I, in watching that, I think, um, which may make this entire podcast moot and we should stop recording now, I think I may have watched it. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, because... There were so many scenes that were familiar and reactions that were familiar that I have certainly seen at least bits of it. Um, Right. But quite a few bits. And Mm. yet my mind cannot put the whole thing together, so I I don't know what's going on there. But I'm, I'm glad I did watch it again. It was very well shot very well portrayed. I did warn you last week that there was going to be uh, mm. um, scantily clad Tahitian women and there yep. were certainly plenty of those. There were. Um, and yet it wasn't gratuitous no. in any way. It, it certainly wasn't uh, yeah, shot in such a way that... It was contextually appropriate. That's right. That's right. Um, but what did you think... Was it your film? It got a little slow yep. uh, as as we were in Tahiti. Um, but for the rest of it, I think I remained engaged. Right, yep. And do you think that it got slow at that point to emphasise the fact that they well and truly overstayed Possibly. both their welcome and how long... Certainly the captain intended on them being there. Mm. Um, but but I think you are right. There, there were certain scenes that I think nowadays it would have been edited a bit tighter. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think it is a solid film, um, not one that will get a lot of uh, revisiting. Mm. Uh, but I think it will stay on the shelf um, for the opportunity to uh, give the kids as they get a little older uh, a chance to see some history. 
the history continues on a little bit more yes. um, as far as uh, the inhabitants of Norfolk Island. Norfolk Island? Pitcairn. Yeah, no, but, but right, as yes. far as Pitcairn, um, some were taken from Pitcairn to or, or moved to Norfolk Island, I think. Mm. I could be taking talking rubbish there, but I think that's what happened. Um, the fate of <laughs> Fletcher Christian, one does wonder. Mm. Uh, it, it must have been ghastly on that island. Yes. Um the 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 story goes that of the mutineers who remained there cuz some did did leave <laughs> uh, of the ones who remained there two survived and one died a few years later of an asthma attack i think and then then there was one and then there was one right um I I do not believe uh, the 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 film's um, uh, summary that uh, Fletcher Christian's fate remained unknown and remains unknown to this day. Uh, uh, according to Wikipedia, he died somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a related note, um, on on researching one one of the main characters in the film was not a person it was the boat itself um, mm. the bounty um, and which in itself has an, an interesting story it was not the original bounty that they used no. in the film um, no of course not they burnt that <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah um, so they did build a full-size um, replica, mm. at least externally. Yes. The, the internals were uh, steel, but... And also plot. They were built of plot. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, okay, uh, so a, a replica was built, uh, was required. The bound... And I'm going to read this from... Mm. Uh, I think it was Wikipedia, but... Uh, and I do apologise to all our New Zealand listener um, for any uh, Maori uh, words that I pronounce incorrectly. Uh, I've spent extensive hours practising the, the Maori language to be able to pronounce these very poorly. Um, so the bounty replica was built by Whangarei Engineering Company in Whangarei, uh, New Zealand during 1978 and 1979. The ship was designed to externally conform to the original bounty. Okay, so it measured correctly and, and mm. looked correctly from the external. To reflect the international legacy of the mutiny on the bounty, materials for the ship were sourced from across the British Commonwealth. The hull was fabricated from Australian steel, uh, which was carvel clad in New Zealand um, Liroko, Liroko um, which is a tree. Uh, the, the decking is New Zealand uh, Tenekaha. <laughs> I, 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 I warned you. Why, I why gonna, are you putting yourself I know. Um, the masts and spars were made of Canadian pine. 
Oh, sorry. That was Canadian pine uh, with sails made from Scottish flax and blocks of English ash and elm. The sail plan was of a bark. Some sources describe the layout as a full-rigged ship, but the ship lacks a topgallant on the mizzenmast for all you ship lovers out there. Uh, the ship's mast height is 29 metres tall with a sail area of uh, 650 square metres. And it had a, um, a couple of turbocharged eight-cylinder diesel engines, not quite to the original specifications. No. Um, <laughs> but interestingly, after its filming, it had a really weird series mm. of events happen to it, um, culminating at it ending in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, with a an extra Chinese name added to it, so it was still called mm. the Bounty. It, it it did do the um, Australian bicentennial celebration right. trip, so the tall ships. Um, so I did actually see it in Sydney uh, in 1988. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but and it did tours of Sydney Harbour for, mm. for a long period of time, and then it ended up in Hong Kong, and then, much like Fletcher Christian, it disappeared. Mm. And, and its it's... <laughs> its location is unknown. It was decommissioned. The website that did all of the the Hong Kong uh, tours and weddings and what have you, because it was used extensively for weddings in Hong Kong, um, the website now says the ship was decommissioned in um, 2017. Yeah. Um, and no one knows where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, well, hopefully the company does, but they're, they're not talking about it. No, so I suspect, um, yes, something has happened to it. Maybe it was... Uh, Maybe there was a mutiny on board and it was sailed to Pitcairn Island and sunk. I don't know. Um, yes. Anyway, we digress. Uh, but I thought that was interesting and I thought the movie was interesting. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I I was worried that I wasn't going to like it when it got slow in the middle, but no, it's, it's reasonable. Yep. Well worth a look, but uh, if you have children with sensitive eyes, be aware that even though it does have a PG rating, um, that there there is some intense scenes and uh, lots of naked Tahitians. Mm. Anyway, let's so staying on the shelf, and let's move on. What's on the shelf? You know, it's probably DVDs. Okay, so we have had a couple of editions this week, or one? One. One edition. One whole edition. Yes. Um, M? Yes, M. Thank you, M, for uh, another edition, and uh, that may come up this episode. We shall see. So we've got a total of... 32. 32. I've I've left the dice behind this time. Okay, then. So uh, you're going to have to use the randomising random randomometer. Powered by random.org. Eighteen. Eighteen. And eighteen is... Jeff, who suggests either 
the 1954 film Sabrina, or its 1995 remake. Right. Sabrina. Okay. Um, uh, He suggested both of them. Yes. Right, and we've coupled them together. Yes. Um, A movie about the... Has it got anything to do with the President of the United States? That's a great question. This is all leading somewhere. <laughs> oh, look, it just, it's vaguely familiar. Sense of impending doom here. A playboy becomes interested in the daughter of his family's chauffeur, but it's his more serious brother who would be the better man for her. Ah, that playboy American president. No. No. Uh, <clears throat> All this is leading to, to saying that I, I haven't seen it, or its remake. I have not seen either version of it, or one of which stars Harrison Ford, I believe. Let's see if I can get at least a point for for remembering that correctly. Yes. 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 Good. Good. Just, just the memory of the front cover of the DVD... And restacking mm. shelves, I vaguely remember. Hey, at least I got that. So neither of us have seen it, and that does strongly suggest, unless, unless it's sitting on the shelf, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps. Is that the case, Thomas? No, 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 it's not no. the case. So zero for zero for zero mm. for zero for zero there, Jeff. But thank you for your contribution. But keep those suggestions coming, one per week, per per listener, and and uh, maybe you'll get a chance to score lots of points in our really fun and exciting mm. game of what's on the shelf. It's probably not points. No. <laughs> hey, let's move on. Shake the phone and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week. Am I picking up my phone, or are you picking up your well? I'm colossal. I'm, I'm already iPad of awesomeness. Yeah. Okay. I've got it ready now. Okay. Would you uh, give the iPad a shake? The 2012 film, The Impossible. Oh, with um, not Liam Neeson, the other Star Wars. Guy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, no, you're going to have to... Ewan McGregor? Ewan. Ewan McGregor, yes. Ewan McGregor. Um, a film based on the tsunami in... Yes. 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 So a real-life disaster, well, based on a real-life situation. I don't know why I picked this up. At least this gives us the opportunity mm. to take it off the shelf. Why it's on there, I have no explanation whatsoever. It has a very long advisory on the cover. It does not surprise me because, uh, yes, it being based on a true story, I suspect it's... Uh, it's, it's rated M... Here in Australia, mm-hmm. for mature themes, injury detail, brief nudity, and infrequent coarse language. Crikey. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of things. It is. 
Hey, well, that's what we're going to watch next week. The Impossible. The Impossible, yes. With Hugh and McGregor. And, and Naomi Watts. And Naomi Watts, an Australian actress. I'm sure she is. English Australian. English Australian, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, possibly born in England and moved to Australia. And mm. Was it that way around or the other way around? I assume so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a gripping episode tonight. Mm. Uh, today. This is a, a gripping episode today. I don't know why I keep on even trying to cover that up. We record this at night. <laughs> we do. In front of a cat. Occasionally. Occasionally. In our crazy cat studio. Deranged. Deranged cat studio. Sorry. Uh, the crazy cat studio is when we record in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, which is now. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's, it's where I edit. I edit in the crazy cat studio. Mm. <laughs> Um, so uh, let's just uh, end it there yeah goodbye bye (laughs) I can't do that we'll catch you next week bye you have been listening to Still Under Wraps your hosts were Colin who produces and edits the show and Thomas who makes the artwork and music Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. Episode is thirty something. Thirty six. Yeah. When when do we get good at this? <laughs> uh, probably sometime in uh, season three. We which... need we need new equipment that that will make it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah. We need one of those. Yeah, yeah, because I can read the screen that's showing the cast list really well. You'd, mm. you'd need to double the font size for me to be able to. And you know, also, fidelity needs needs more fidelity. Oh, there was a very much a lack of fidelity in that film. You know, all those people hooking up with naked Tahitian women who were, had their wives and children back home. But anyway. Oh, I should have given a spoiler alert. No, we finished recording. Yeah. We? Well, well, we had, and then <laughs> then we just sort of kept going and didn't hit stop. Oh, uh, let's hit stop. Then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> G'day and welcome to Rap Under Stills. My name's Bazza, and with me is Shazza. Hi. Hello. <laughs>
How's it going, Shazza? Oh well, you know, I, I've nah, been I've been sitting <laughs> under these stools uh, where where there've been a bunch of rap parties. I won't mention that Shazza is usually a uh, a shortening of Sharon. Right. So. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Bazza and Shazza. Okay. <clears throat> we'll uh, keep that for the international edition. <laughs> for a little bit of cult- culture. Yeah. Culture. culture. Okay. Um, I'm, these mics are just going off the charts. Mm. Okay. Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher. Compa- Hello. Hello. Grease boys. Grease boys. And my tongue is tripping over everything. Mm. 